Welcome to Unsilent with your hosts, Dave and Brian. This is not another current events podcast. We're digging deeper, diagnosing, and discussing what's really going on today, how we got here, and providing observations for future generations. Welcome to Unsilent. We're Brian and Dave. We're hoping you let us know where you think we got it right and where we completely missed the point which you can do by visiting unsilentpodcast.com or any of our channels. So let's get into it. What do you want to talk about today, Brian? Well, I think it's, you're in episode 20 now. So congratulations, Dave. You've, you've hit 20 episodes. Yay team. Uh, I think, yeah. I think we have to get into the role of religion and society and governance and that whole yeah. kind of how they, how they have worked hand in hand, how they should kind of, I guess, um, and I don't know, you know, you and I have talked about this. This might be a one and done episode. It feels like a pretty big topic, though. It might take us a few to get through it. And because, yeah. but we're just going to see where it goes. But first, I'm going to throw something at you that, that I've had two experiences in the last um, month and a half or so that kind of, I think, encapsulate. I'm going to be as brief as I can, but it's going to, it's going to take a minute to kind of explain what I'm talking about. One of these things happened uh, when I say encapsulate, like, what this moment is like. And I, people have heard us talk about how we're going through a change in values and, and it's hard to illustrate that, but I think this is, this is a way to do it. It's not exactly apples, apples, but it's peaches and nectarines. It's close enough, I think. So um, one of them was, I was listening to a guy speak and he had a really compelling story. I don't want to get into details. I don't want to, I don't want to kind of out him or whatever, but he's a guy really, after listening to him for 45 minutes or an hour, I, I kind of came to admire. He had, had uh, real, he was in the in the military, and he had overcome some real personal uh, strife, and and you know, life just bad things happened to him. He overcame it was a it was a great story, like the stories that like yeah. you would hear at motivational seminar kind of thing. It was right. great. And then he he threw this thing out and said something about how because at Halloween we wear costumes where we we. Um, we display scary people. That means we can't have meaningful and honest conversations about mental health. <laughs> it's like, what? Okay. what? <laughs> so but- somehow Halloween kids dressing up as ghosts and goblins <laughs> means that we're not able to walk and chew gum at the same time and have a conversation about mental health. Now I thought that was fascinating. And I kind of, I didn't really, I just, it just threw me cause I'd really come to admire this guy. And, and I was just kind of like, I try not to throw up my mouth when he said it because I was just like, what? <laughs> no, this. Okay, so fine. And then not too long ago, I did a completely different thing, not even close to the same kind of venue or event or whatever. And somebody was talking about Thanksgiving. And they said, for those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving, hope you have a great one. If there's any Native Americans in the audience, so, and you're celebrating the National Day of Mourning, we hope that goes as well as it could or <laughs> I don't, it was, it was just, it was just odd where we had these things where in both cases, we took what was, you know, kind of a customarily positive, you sure. know, one's yeah. fun, kind of yeah. goofy um, ones showing gratitude. And we put this real kind of dark negative spin on it with no purpose other than putting a dark negative spin on it. Neither of those yeah. people I'm certain did anything to, meaningfully address the issues they were bringing up. The right. person who was talking about the, the national day of mourning for native Americans. I promise you this person did not go anywhere and 
and support them in any way right. on what we right. uh, what you and I would call Thanksgiving. Yeah. And the person who talked about how we can't have a meaningful, impactful conversation about mental health because of of how dressing we? up like ghosting. I that person's not volunteering their time at mental health facilities or right. homeless encampments <laughs> or whatever. So I apologize for the long winded thing. What that that the, the path though, the the journey we've gone through. And what struck me after hearing the Thanksgiving one was a story I heard when I was a kid from my mom. And I'm probably going to get the details wrong. So I'm not going to get way in the details on it. And this probably happened. I haven't heard this story in 20 years, probably. But I, so I hope I get it right. And I'll get the meat of it right. But it was in the mid, it was in Kansas in the 40s, maybe the 50s, probably the 50s, maybe the 40s. Um, and, and back then, nobody locked their door. Like it yep. just, you you just didn't do that. Sure. And yep. this is a, this is a family who lived, you know, like on a farm kind of thing, a, a situation and Christmas was coming and they had no money to buy their kids Christmas gifts. And they were dreading, of course, Christmas coming and like having to tell their kids, like there's, there's nothing going to be there. So they waited until the last minute. They didn't, they weren't going to tell them until Christmas morning. Cause why ruin the whole season? We're just going to ruin the day. Right. <laughs> we'll wake up in the morning and make the best of it. We'll whatever they were going to do. Right. Somebody, and to this day, as far as I know, nobody knows who, somebody went into their house overnight Christmas Eve and put gifts for the children in the house. Nice. And nobody knows who it was, at least at that time. And that's yeah. the story. Now, again, I'm I'm sure I'm, there's elements I'm getting wrong, but that's that's the crux of it. And I thought, this is what it was like back then. Back then, you didn't talk about the thing. You just did the thing. And you didn't make a big deal about getting credit for acknowledging the thing. You just solved the problem. Yeah. And now these two people, again, it's not apples and apples, but these two people are not doing anything meaningful as far as like effort, energy, time, money to solve the problem. But them, them talking about it and quote unquote, you know, creating awareness is like a new catchphrase that we're all hearing. Yeah. That somehow makes them virtuous, and and it's not the doing now; it's just the talking about. And, and it's like back then in 1945 in Kansas, it was you did you solved the problem. You didn't really talk about solving the problem, and now we talk about needing to solve the problem. But the solving is really somebody else's problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, virtue. I mean, I, they they call that today virtue signaling because it's more right. it's more about me. And about me adopting a virtuous position than it is right. doing a virtuous thing. I think, you know, and I, I think that also comes to the place where we're at as a society. At, at one point, there was a, a you know, a, a, you could say in the 1940s, and, you know, whenever we look back and look at the good things that happened in the past, doesn't mean that there were things that, you know, everything was good. But as a right. general rule, there were um, there were certain things that were believed to be good things uh, among the you know human flaws that we had and have always had, and so virtue was kind of a it was kind of an understood thing. Whereas today, the the virtue is oftentimes uh, being the one that points out the negative. That looks at the yeah. negative and that looks at the flaws of society and that looks at the negatives and, and saying, I'm above the negatives. And some of it, I think is, is also, we've talked about the effect of, of media and social media on the culture before. And I think some of it has to do with the fact that, that everything is posing. I mean, everything is, 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 um, you know, putting your, your, uh, 
your best and unrealistic uh, foot on or, or pre- presentation on social media so that people think you're better than you really are. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you know, I, th- I think a lot of that is it, it's just it's rampant throughout society. So I think all yeah. of those things come together. And, and and you're right. It does end up, I think, robbing us of, of true virtue because uh, virtue in the past would have been followed through. Virtue now, regardless of the outcome, is just saying the approved thing, the thing that says, yeah. well, I'm, I'm aware, I'm, I'm woke, I'm awake to the yeah. sufferings of A, B, and C, and, and even just spinning things like, you know, uh, just going through the Thanksgiving holiday, the, the first Thanksgiving in 1621 was a wonderful multicultural experience where yeah. the, the pilgrims and the Indians all had a great time together. There was no morning. The only morning was when they ran out of beer, you know, so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a different yeah, I time. Think, I th- you know, I think that the, the morning would have been like your land was conquered. And, and right. I don't know if this person knows this or not, that in North America is not the first place land was conquered. I'm not sure right. if, it's, if this person's <laughs> aware of that, but history books are full of stories of, of people being conquered and not conquered. Right. I, I heard something not long ago about uh, people in Ireland still carrying a grudge from the Persians, uh, you know, or no, not, I'm sorry, the Romans uh, from, from Caesar, Julius Caesar, like going into Ireland and like slaughtering, you know, tens sure. of thousands or whatever. Yeah. And 2000 years later, they're still pissed about that, you know? Oh yeah. Well, it's, I, I think I've told the story about my visits to Greece and Macedonia and yeah. they're mad at each other about uh, a disagreement about where Alexander the great was born, you know, right. 2,500 years ago. And it's no, he's our guy. No, he's your, well, it's 25 centuries. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, wherever you go, it's just a matter of people, concrete people. And one I, I thought and what was interesting though, again, it's not apples to apples, but I thought what was interesting was when I talk about shift in values, we, we, we say that phrase on here a lot and and i've gotten some pushback from some folks on like what do you mean and it, it's hard to kind of put your finger on it but this is an example of back then what we perceived as the valuable thing the 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 good thing the virtuous thing the the moral thing was not in making it about you right is about just doing the, the right thing and if you didn't get credit that's that's okay and maybe even preferred yeah and now it's the preference is that i get credit as the individual who points out the thing and there's no value, there's no preference, there's no whatever in me actually solving the problem. If I point out the problem, then it's upon somebody else to actually solve the problem. And I get all the, I get the stolen virtue for that, but the problem is not solved. And that, that is a very different way our society works than it did. And again, I, I, I keep saying this, it's not apples to apples. I get that, but I think it's a close enough example to, kind of show how our our priorities are very different based on what we appreciate and our values. And, you know, an interesting point on that, too, is you you probably remember the name Eddie Haskell from Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. He's, he's oh, barely, yes, Mrs. Barely. Cleaver. I, That's I saw, very- like, three-generation reruns when I was young. I, <laughs> you might have saw him live, but I, uh, I saw no, reruns. I'm not quite that old. I'm not quite that old. <laughs> but, you know, the interesting thing about Eddie Haskell was he was the one that everybody looked down on because he was posing, because he was, yeah. you know, he's, he's really this, you know, not very great guy, but he's always posing as the nice guy. Well, and, and so in, in that society, uh, looking, you know, looking down on the people opposed was the, the common thing. Today, being the poser, being the, that, that's, that's the virtuous thing. So it's, it's an exact reversal, not even not doing the virtuous thing, but the, the, the person that's posing 
is the one that gets the virtue credit, if you will. So yeah. Eddie Haskell now rules the day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, okay. So so forgive me for my long-winded diatribe, but I just, this really struck me. And I'm, let's move into our topic now of, of religion and society and governance and like how that's, how that's supposed to be or how we wish it would be. And I, I, I've, I've had a little bit of time to think about this. You know, I've been kind of kicking this around. And uh, again, for those listening, what we're trying to do here is explain to people in the year 2090-ish what this moment is like. We're speaking to a person we've come to call Kenny G, who's going to be born around the year 2040. And we're just trying to explain what this moment in time is like. And with all the chaos going on and all the frustrations and things like that, we're trying to explain what this is like. And so one of the things that we've heard, David and I have heard, is people saying, well, you know, we can't have these conversations without talking about religion. And I, and I agree with that. Religion's a big, a big piece of that because yeah. religion establishes the values, right, for yep. many people. And um, so Dave and I don't do a ton of show prep. I think we've decided that our show, our average show prep is about a minute 43. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> but we do have conversations like we'll, we'll just in passing say, hey, in a couple weeks, we should probably talk about that. And it gives us time to think about it. So one of the things I've been thinking about was, there's kind of these, these, before we get into the religion thing, I think there's two foundational things that we have to acknowledge first. And one is we always want control. We've talked about this a lot. Like sure. human history is basically the story of who has control. Right. And either we were wronged and therefore we're justified in going and taking control from somebody who wronged us, their tribe, or we are superior and therefore we're entitled to having control. And that's the story of human history. Yep. Right. So we always want control. And we always want what we don't have. The grass is always greener. If you're <laughs> yes. a person who leaves a boring life, you want an exciting life. If you're a person yep. who has a hectic, exciting life, you wish your life was more, more tame. If you're, if you're, you know, there, there's, I don't think there's many exceptions. Is I, yeah, well over ninety percent of the time, well over ninety percent of people at any given moment are wishing they had something they don't have. Right. I think that's right. just yep. that's pretty okay. So when you marry those concepts, we end up with always wanting things our way and for things to change to the degree and the pace we want, which seems to remove any possibility for one religion to forever set establish a set of values, especially in a diverse culture like ours. When I say diverse, I don't mean skin color and I don't mean that stuff. I mean diverse religions, diverse thoughts, sure. diverse priorities, diverse experience life experiences diverse uh financial situations i, I mean sure. that kind of like true diversity not not the stuff that we're in, inundated with now does that seem to make sense before we get the religion part does that seem to make sense dave is, is, is that on you think or am i missing something there or we want control and we always want what we don't have so we're we're always evolving what we want and we expect everyone to evolve at the pace and the degree we want so it's it's just a, it's always a moving target. Like the idea yeah. we would have a foundational religion like seems kind of crazy to me just out of the gate. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think that's always been true. I think human beings are are fundamentally dissatisfied with their own lives and what and and the comparison of their own life to the whatever the ideal is, and and we're and we're even more dissatisfied with the way other people live their lives than we are right. even with our own life. So yeah, if they were, what I want my life be a lot easier, right? Yeah. Or yeah. If you'd only do what I say, then it would be easier for me to do what I say too. But you know, right. we, we don't end up, we don't end up in that spot. So I, I think that's, I think that's a, a pretty good description uh, of the human condition. And, and also I think you, I think the, you hit it when you say that the, that the values, um, the, the fact that we don't share and other people don't share our values is part of our great dissatisfaction. And it's, and it's also a great part of the reason, 
um, that we focus so much on them because we don't always behave according to our own values fully. But, right. you know, but th- they're worse. Those guys out there, but they're I should, worse. I should get grace when that happens and you should be held accountable when I, when you do it. Yes. And, and that's, and that's particularly true in tribal values too. I mean, yeah. I, I, I look at, I look at, at my tribe, my, you know, we'll, we'll just take the, a, a fundamental one, a conservative, the conservative yeah. movement. And we are much more forgiving of those of our tribe than we would be if they committed the exact same offense and they're part of another tribe. You know, right. so, it, and that goes back and forth. So there's that tribalism penetrates uh, that as well. So yes, that's all part of the human condition. I think it's fundamental yeah. operating system for human beings. Yeah. You and I've talked about this before with the, with the tribalism, like when it's my team, the intent is what matters. Yes. When it's yeah. their team, it's the outcome that matters. Right. Or, and, or even you're not consistent on that. <laughs> well, or even the past performance. So uh, if, if we've had good past performance on my team, but now we have a transgression, it's like, well, look at the good past performance. If on their team, it's like, uh, they're, they've got good past performance, but now, ah, we found something we can catch them on. We got them now. Right. We finally got them because, you know, they've never yeah. done this before, but now, oh, they're in trouble. The technicality reigns supreme when it's the other team. Absolutely. But we, demand, we deserve grace because our intent was good. Even though it came exactly. out wrong, we, we meant well, so it's okay. It, yeah. Uh, and and when, I, when I was thinking about this, like the the idea, like um, we always want control, and so if we had an established religion, let's say let's yeah. say that Christianity um, w- was established as the religion, well, we we are always evolving, and we always want things our way. So we would not be satisfied with a national religion. No, you would. It would not take long until the Mormons were fighting the Jehovah's Witnesses, were fighting the the Baptists, were fighting the Catholics, like. Like human history is full of examples yep. where everyone is the same ish, but then tribalism breaks out. Literally, yeah. in the case of our continent, there were I, I don't know, I don't you probably know this better than I do. There was there was a at least a few hundred tribes, Native American sure, tribes, yes. right? Yeah. Now nowadays we lumped them all together as one kind people right. who who everything was going like where life was good for all of them and they were kind to each other right. and they loved each other and then then we showed up and we ruined everything right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not exactly how it worked there no. was there was tribes of people who fought for centuries yeah oh absolutely and even though they had many commonalities in how they saw things they had unique differences about uh, opinions and values of things right. that caused them to war with each other yep. and i don't think that that would if we had a national religion, I don't think that that would be any different for us. It would, no, it would maybe no. be not as as barbaric. <laughs> it would be a little more sophisticated, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Probably um, not. But probably not. Yeah. Um, but the the same things would happen. So the yeah. the idea of a national religion to me, just before we even get into the details, like out of the gate to me, just sounds kind of utopian and absurd. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I don't want. I'm I'm a very religious person, and I do not want a national religion, a governmentally yeah. imposed. You know, I, I, here's a here's a story from religious history. So so I'm of the Protestant persuasion. I, you know, I'm, so there was <clears throat> for for fifteen hundred ish years the Christian religion was was dominated by Catholicism. Uh, yeah. You know, in generally speaking. So the Martin Luther and the Protestants came along and said, we're not going to be Catholics anymore. And, you know, the, the Pope and uh, all that stuff is no good. 
And then there was the Protestant faith. Well, some of the, the major players in the Protestant faith, there was Martin Luther. There was a fellow by the name of John Calvin. Well, John Calvin, uh, who a lot of folks take their, their, a lot of the principles from today, when he had political power and when in, in a certain village, somebody who disagreed with him on, on, and I won't go through the whole story, but somebody who disagreed with him on doctrinal issues, uh, came to town and to, and he said, and Calvin said, I can't guarantee your safety if you come to town because you believe this bad stuff. And he got killed. He got yeah. burned. You're burned to death. Yeah. You know, so yeah. no, I don't want a political national religion. It scares me <laughs> as much as it would uh, not having any faith at all. <clears throat> yeah. And so uh, w- one of the things I was thinking about, again, knowing we were going to have this conversation was what is a religion? And so I didn't Google it. I didn't look up a, a definition in a dictionary. I just sure. kind of said, I sat down for 10 minutes. Like, well, what do you think religion is? And I, I came up with something like this, a collection of beliefs, customs, norms, values uh, with embraced, tolerated, and rejected behaviors centered around an explanation for our uh, of our existence, our purpose, aka the meaning of life, and what happens when we die. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of established norms, customs, and accepted behaviors, and, and unaccepted behaviors, and a bunch of stuff in between, right? So no matter what, it's always going to kind of be like high school in that there's an in group, whoever whoever's whoever's tribe is in control, and sure. they've and 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 they're the in group because their values are the ones that the society more or less has, has said these are the ones we we accept and 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 um celebrate, I guess. Right. And then there's kind of the fringe. There's always the fringe, right? Sure. So if you if you grew up in, if you went to high school like me, the guys there was guys who were you know they were they were maybe dropping acid out of the parking lot or whatever. They were kind of on the fringe, right? Fringe, yeah. um, the guys who were who were kind of nerdy and whatever. Well, if you went to a different high school, the nerds might be the guys who were the norm and the jocks might be the guys who were out. And it kind of feels like no matter what, you're going to have that situation to a degree. So yeah. the ideal, it seems, would be to find the most tall. If we want to be inclusive, which is the word that's like right. thrown at us 87 times a day, You'd want to find the religion that is the most accepting of a wide variety, but that's not what we're experiencing in this moment. By right. my definition of religion, this kind of green, uh, anti-traditional um, re- religion, as like you know, Jewish, Islam, uh, Christianity, like those traditional kind of religions, like anti that, Mother Earth reigns supreme. We should be eating bugs and not steak because of H or, uh, you know, whatever emissions comes right. from cows and whatever, like that religion, which is a religion by my definition sure is, is not very tolerant of anybody who has a different opinion. Well, and that goes, and, and I like your definition. I really love your definition. So the way that I think about religion, whether it is a, and I'll define it this way. Also, I'll say whether it is a theistically based religion, which means it believes in a creator, a God, whether it's the God of Christianity or the God of Islam or, or, or whatever God. So those are theistically based religions. There are atheistic religions as well, ones that have no God. There's uh, right. Buddhism as a religion has, there's some theism, there's some atheist Buddhist. Yeah. Uh, but part of that, and so the one thing I would add to that is all religions have to have basically three things. And you mentioned two of them in particular, I'll mention a third. So it's kind of an origin story. It's like, 
why why do we exist? What's our origin? It's got to have a destination yeah. story. It's got to have something that says, you know, uh, after we die, you know, there's nothing, there's something, here's what the something right. is, et cetera. But there's one other component that's critical in any religion, whether it's a theistic or atheistic religion, and that is an explanation for evil. So if you take a look at, at, at yeah. both the explanation and the way that we interact with evil. So you mentioned, for instance, some of the modern religions. So you could say, um, you know, radical environmentalism is a, is a modern, is a, is a religion. It talks about there's an origin story, you know, earth is all mother earth. There's a destination story, which earth has got to survive, whether, whether we do or not, not all that important. And there is a, a great, um, you know, most of what is prescribed morally speaking then is, uh, anything that, that harms Mother Earth is evil. So it's not right. just that, yeah, you shouldn't be littering. That's not a really good thing because, you know, Brian yeah. and Dave, they don't like to see litter on the ground. Or it's not just about fossil fuels because, well, yeah, fossil fuels would be great if we can transition off of fossil fuels into something that's <clears throat> less, you know, polluting and all that. No, no, no. No, if you are not, if you don't abide by the Green New Deal, if you don't uh, subscribe to, you know, Her Holy Innocence Greta's uh, pronouncements on yeah. what needs to happen, well, you're not just bad, teenage. you're evil. She, she's far wiser than me. So, well, I now mean, she's 21, so now she's an adult. Oh, we can okay, pay attention. sorry. So I'll just, I'm sure plenty of people can get mad at me for saying something about Greta. <laughs> yeah. But but the point is that 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 it's not just – Here's some better policy prescriptions on how we can treat the world and how we can all be better off as human beings, et cetera, et cetera. It's, you know, it, it's not just that. It's wh why do people freak out about, about, you know, certain, you know, snail darters or spotted owls or whatever? It's, it's actually, you have to understand it within the confines of how is evil understood and how is it dealt with? And every religion, whether again, it's theistic or atheistic, whether it's <clears throat> philosophical or whether it's traditional, has um, a, a way of understanding uh, evil and then prescriptions for addressing that. So if you take a look at the conflict in the Middle East right now, uh, <clears throat> you know, there, there's no, there, there's no, you know, consistency between one side and the other. One side uh, it, it describes evil one way. The other side describes evil in a completely different way. There's no meaning of the minds. It can't even come together. And so this is, yeah. a, this is why religions are fundamentally at war with one another throughout human history. And I, you know, I, I like what you added there. I, I, I called it a, uh, behaviors that are rejected. I, I, yeah. I think I like evil better. I think I, I, I like what you're saying that that makes more sense to me. I think that, that one of the things that, that we're seeing is, you know, you and I've talked about how, you know, Judeo Christian religion, kind of those, those kinds of, um, values driven ideals i guess or ideologies or whatever one of the fundamental cornerstones of that is i am in the cause of most of my problems even if i even if i was dealt a bad a bad sure. hand if it's if it's really rotten i'm probably the culprit for most of the problems yeah, i'm facing right. even if i was dealt a bad hand yep and i think that that keeps at bay the more more so than other religions yeah. uh, again using our definition not doesn't mean uh, it has to be one of the big three or one of the big seven or whatever. Like I, again, the the modern green thing I would consider religion. Right. But if if the if the underlying belief is that I'm the cause of most of my problems and my efforts should be spent fixing me, not everybody else, right. that kind of keeps at bay this 
attacking what I perceive as evil based on my values. But in a live and let live kind of world that we would all, I think, want, um, which has its own set of values to have a society where you would have a live, live and let live world. They, they don't right. have that in in Afghanistan, for example, or, <laughs> no. or Syria. That's not what right. they're aiming for. But we we kind of have this, you know, American live and let live kind of thing we say, and we've always kind of believed in, in my lifetime. But if 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 the work I need to do to make the world a better place is fixing me versus fixing them, that right. kind of <clears throat> that kind of sh- keeps at bay that that um, hardcore desire to go fix evil in somebody else, and it right. and it produces, I would argue, a better society. Yeah, even for people who don't like religion in a traditional sense, like who are atheists, let's say, they have a better life experience in a situation like that than a situation where they are the problem and it's upon me to go fix them. And, and there's plenty of atheists, some of, them, some of the people I respect the most that I disagree with uh, a significant amount, who would say they would rather live in a Christian society than in yeah. one that's fully atheist. And, and part of that, and you're right, I think part of the, the distinction there is this idea in, in, the, in the biblical religions is this idea of original sin, of human beings uh, having a, a being born with not just imperfection, but being born with selfishness. <clears throat> Whereas yeah. if you take a look at, at some of the more modern religions that say, no, 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 no. If there's any, if there's any sin or any problem or any negativity in a human being, it's because of external forces. We're all born in, in the, in the biblical worldview. Uh, we're, we're born with selfish and sinful in, in selfish being sinful, um, <clears throat> intentions and, and motivations, you know, we, we cry, we make things annoying for our parents as much as we can. So we get yeah. what we want. Whereas right. in the, in the more, um, sort of humanistic, if you will, no, 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 you're born perfect. You're born as a blank slate. And if you're corrupt at all, if there's any corruption in your life at all, it's because you, were had corrupting influences on the outside. That's why we can never, you know, blame yeah. anybody. We can, you know, it, and if somebody has something that is is negative on society, it's not their fault. It's never their fault. Right. And yeah, their parents screwed them up, or their parents' friends, or their parents' generation, or the school, or colonial society at large. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 things that we can't see, and but we know they exist because life is bad, and therefore, there, if there's no the uh you know uh, god centered religion that that explains the origin the origin must mean that we were we were perfect like you're saying and everybody yeah. else screwed us up and makes our life miserable and and it also it also points to the destiny question so the ultimate destiny question so if people are are fundamentally selfish or fundamentally flawed from the moment that we're born, from the moment we're conceived, if we're fundamentally that way, then the way that we're going to treat um evil in the world, the way that we're going to treat our ultimate destiny also is going to be um, you know, colored, if you will, by this understanding of who, what the base material is right here. Whereas if we are are born as perfected individuals and therefore anything that's negative in us is in, coming from outside, then we're going to have this belief that we can fix society. We're going to have this utopian belief. 
that all we have to do is have the right policy, the right program, and the, the homeless person on the street will, can attain to the same thing that the PhD that's running Harvard, you know, right. can attain to or, or whatever else it happens to be. Well, or we just take <laughs> enough stuff from the Harvard guy to give it to the homeless guy so it's all equal again. Yeah, I mean, well, exactly. Yeah. Well, and no, this is, we're going to have lots of things, Dave. But you say we have the same amount. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> and, and see, this is this is where you this is where reality then ultimately comes back and bites that second world view because it's never happened before. The this idea of imperfect humans has played out over and over and over throughout all of human history. Selfish humanity has played out all yeah. over and over and over. And but this other idea, the modern idea of if we only apply the right policy prescriptions, we can fix all of our problems and achieve this utopian vision for individuals and for society. It's never happened, and it's because it's a false – and this is the, the – it's not a false religion because I say it's a false religion. It's a false religion because it never does and can work. Yeah. What – what you know, for places like North Korea where um, the – the whatever his title is, what, what's Kim jong Dear leader. The dear leader. Yes. He's the – yeah. And he's the, the, he's he's the party is. chairman and all that. Okay, so so like a guy like him or in Iran, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I don't understand their politics very well, but like in Iran, you have the the council of people who are the theologians and also, but also they run the government and the church basically, yeah. right? Yep. Those, or even just communist China, like uh, Chairman Xi or whatever. Yep. Um, those feel to me to be no different than the kings from, let's say, 782 AD, sure. the king who was thought to be not only the governor, the ruler of the governor government, excuse me, but also like a deity. Yeah, the, the and, divine right and, of kings. <clears throat> yeah. So, so am I? Am I missing something there? Would you? Would you say that there's a correlation there, or what, what's the difference? I guess I mean, that's a better way of asking you. What's the difference between a king, you know, in France in 782, or you know, or 1400 BC, or whatever? Pick the right time frame. Yeah. I don't know the history like you do. Versus a a North Korean dictator today, or the Iranian council that is the dictators today, what's the difference, or is there is there one? No, there really isn't any difference. I mean, so if you look at let's take Kim Jong Un and his father and grandfather, they they've been deified for you know what my dad was in North Korea, you know in the North Korea in the Korean War in 1950 in in seventy some odd years. Uh, ago yeah. and and they have been they've been essentially deified uh, by intentionally so they can maintain control yeah. because yeah. In, and it turns out it turns out that human beings like to have some central human authority that they can look at and vest all of their hopes in the in the um, you know physical world for their own betterment and they can they can just uh, you know we I mean. We we have the Seahawks in Seattle. Maybe that's where they. I don't know if they if they falls in the same category, but it's something like that. But yeah. jokes aside, no, that's throughout human history. We have we have as a species liked to have these things. There's a there's a story in the Bible back in you know when the children of Israel came out of out of Egypt and and the uh, God said. We're not, I'm not going to give you a king. I'm going to give you these judges. They're going to they're going to help run things. It's kind of like a, a congress, if you will. Um, and yeah. and the people said, no, 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 no. We like these kings out here. That all these other nations are. give us a king. We want a king. And, and God said, um, you know, 
Kings are going to screw you up all seven yeah. ways till Sunday. You really no, 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 no. We want a king. We got him a king. We always want what we don't have, Dave. We always, we always want what we don't have. We always want what we don't have. And he gave him a king. They had all screwed up. And so yeah. it's, but this is, this is, and, and, but that's what they've got in Iran. And that's what they, with the Ayatollahs and the, and the yeah. Council of Imams and all, all of that stuff. That's what, what we've about, always What had. about like a, a modern China? Is, is it the same? I mean, the, uh, the, the, the political party is yeah. the religion, essentially. Yeah. And the leader of the political party has ultimate say in everything, like like everything, to the degree that we probably cannot even imagine. Especially if you're if you happen to be a, a poor Uyghur who's born the wrong. Oh religion. yeah, right. They, they they literally like dictate everything. Like yeah. you're, you're a slave, more or less. Um, is that a stretch to say that a modern communist leader in chi- modern communist China today is not that much different from one of those? kings back in the old or queens right. back in the old day who were a deity slash governor government ruler it, it's playing it, on the same, the same right it's playing on the same set of emotions playing on the exact same set of emotions but the, but the structure of how the society sees that person is the same it's not a new thing right. it's just no. it's just a different label and it, it's communism instead of having a king in in you know france in what you know 483 ad or whatever it's 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 the, basically the, king the religion. Yep. The king had the ultimate say. The king was a deity, and that's what they have in China, and that's yeah. what they have in Iran, and that's what they they have. It's it's a different religion. It's different country. It's different geographic area, but it's the same process. It, it is, and and so it manifests in both the what's good for you physically. In other words, you know, to be a, in China, to be a, a, a party adherent, to be a, a loyal party adherent. So that's their tribe. It also then, yep. well, and you know, what's happening in China right now is, is fascinating because, <clears throat> because they, for, for many years under Mao, they had, had, you know, Karl Marx, it's the opiate of the people. The religion is bad. We don't want any religion. Well, they they kind of realized, uh, she and his people realized that religion is a fundamental part of, of human beings' lives. And so essentially yeah. when the current – so the, there's there's also – you know, about a half a billion, uh, Buddhists, uh, and, and their uh, Tibetan Buddhism is run by the Dalai Lama. Well, Dalai Lama is 88 right. years old and China has set up a whole set of rules around the next Dalai Lama. They've got basically departments around reincarnation. What is, what is legal reincarnation now? Yeah. And so <laughs> because China has realized that this human emotion around religion is a very powerful thing to control. So they've created a bunch of, of communist lamas and, and, sent them out to all the monasteries throughout the country and are setting up when the current Dalai Lama dies, there's going to be two Dalai Lamas. There's going to be the one that is the successor to the current Dalai Lama that's through Tibetan Buddhism. And there's going to be a Chinese communist Dalai Lama that is going to then hopefully for the, for they hope is going to help control uh, uh, half a billion Chinese Buddhists or, or uh, that are well, under the he, control. Listen, as the guy who's had, uh, you know, dozens of employees at at one at more than one time i gotta give the chinese credit for thinking of everything oh well they have they've thought of everything they've, <laughs> they've got everything covered man <laughs> well when, when they've got a department when they've got a series of written laws covering how yeah. you are allowed to reincarnate to reincarnate that's pretty awesome like they don't, it's, no it's, stone unturned no stone unturned he's yeah you got to give it to him he's smart so my so my point with going going on this 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 uh, comparing old school kings to modern mm-hmm. what dictators, I, 
I kind of feel like people look at this like it's a new thing. And to me, it's like it's no, just the same thing with a different do. different yeah. skirt on. Like it's the same thing. It's yep. it's not any different. No. If you I, I've seen interviews of Chinese people who say they have the most democracy of anywhere on the planet. Mm-hmm. And they're not lying. Right. They believe it. They believe it, yes. Right? Yep. It, it's a matter of perspective. And 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 it it's I just I hear people talk about like communism and socialism, like they're this new thing. They're not a new thing. No. It's, it's the same thing we had. Literally 2,000 years ago, 1,500 years ago, we yeah. call it different things, but it's a deity slash master governor right. who makes all the rules, which is convenient because we want to be taken care of as people. Yes. Yep. We don't want to have responsibility. We want someone else to take care of us right. until it infringes, uh, infringes upon the amount of freedom we think we should have, and then we get pissy about it. And, and we want to be told what's right and what's wrong in clear, unambiguous terms. Yeah. So that we can feel good about ourselves because we want to, you know, everybody wants to feel good about themselves. And if somebody says, here's, here's the eight things, you do these eight things and you're going to be a good person, then, you know, people, oh yeah, let's, we'll do these eight things. You know, so why do we, we've talked about cult leaders and I think in the past, but maybe we have, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, why do people follow cults and do, bizarre things because they want to believe in something. They want to believe in somebody and they want to believe in something that makes them feel fulfilled. We all want to be fulfilled. That's natural. And that's and what virtuous. Don't forget virtuous. the virtuous part. You gotta <clears throat> exactly. be virtuous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, so we, we kind of have these options, I guess you could have this modern version of, of Kings, you know, uh, uh, God Kings. You yeah. know, again, we have examples of those around the world now. We have um, a tolerant kind of Judeo-Christian, but a society that more or less adopts Christian values and Christian right. principles. Uh, what are the other options besides those two? What what else is out there in the world today, Dave, besides like you and I have grown up in a world with Judeo-Christian values that's yeah. pretty tolerant of everyone. Again, there's the fringe people that are that are doing their thing that's not really – it's not what we're looking for, but we tolerate it to a certain degree. Some things we don't tolerate, of course, but um, there's always going to be an out crowd. My point is there's always an out crowd. Yeah. It's just a degree of how much tolerance there, there is for people who are out. So you and I are lamenting that, that the one we liked is going away, it feels like. <laughs> we have this other option where there's the God King right. that we see in Iran and, and uh, you know Venezuela and places like that yeah. now. What else is there? Well, and so some of it depends on on whether you're focused primarily on life having meaning because you're following the do's and don'ts of the, of the moral part of it, or some of it depends on if you, so you can even, uh, you can even take the ones that are the more top down approaches of like Iran and, and some of those places and say the, 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 of the big three origin, meaning of evil, how you should live your life <clears throat> and destiny, the apocalyptic religions, the ones that are all about, you know, nothing matters except for getting to the, the, uh, uh, 72 virgins. I'm picking on one in particular yeah. right now of, of right. the radical, you know, radical Islam. Um, it's, it's so apocalyptic that nothing matters except for getting to that. Then that one, that one is even differentiated from the ones like, you know, I, I don't think, um, Kim Jong un in North Korea, very top down. I don't think he wants people blowing themselves up and, you know, uh, he wants he wants to maintain his power. He's interested in that. Yeah. There, the the apocalyptic religion of 
of the Ayatollahs, uh, looking for the 12th Imam to come, the, the great, um, you know, end times person who's going to subjugate the entire world. Anything, any violation of, of shared morality of the world or of any morality is, is valuable if it hastens the arrival of the 12th Imam, the Mahdi, all, all of that right. type of thing. So, so that's a part of it too. And then you've got the more, then there's the more sort of cerebral, uh, religions. There's the, the, uh, Buddhism, uh, and, you know, well, let, let me rephrase my question. What, what I'm asking is, aside from the God King model, which yeah. we see in these places, like you've mentioned some, and, and, and kind of the more democratic, Judeo-Christian, right. whatever you want to call that, tolerant. We have values. We, yeah. we prefer, like, you know, in 1950, they wouldn't have liked, they wouldn't have liked gay marriage very much. So right. it was very traditional, biblical kind of stuff. But but the way the religion and governance coexisted was we we, we allow things, we're tolerant of things, we don't prefer them, right. but we don't go burn you at the stake for that stuff like <laughs> they do in places where there's God kings right now. Right. Is there anything else, or is it just those two? Is that is that all that there is in the world? Is those two things, or is there something else that is out there also besides those two specific kinds of? Well, arrangements? I think most of it's a variation on one of those two themes to one degree or another. The sort of the more libertarian, uh, sort of new agey kind of kind of ones, like yeah. Uh, but the, and then Sweden, there's maybe Sweden's kind of a they're just kind of agnostic to everything. It feels like well. <clears throat> You know they're they're just polite. They're they're kind of like Canadians, I guess. They're European <laughs> Canadians. They're they're, they're they thought just of, want your money. Like you become a Swedish citizen, you just have to give like eighty percent of your stuff, and then you're good. Yeah, they, they're 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 just kind of more friendly, polite, blonde people. I that's an overgeneralization. Yeah. Well, the the other one then I think is th there is the one that that kind of uh, uh, exalts over everything, learning and knowledge. Uh, to the exclusion of everything else, sort of, you might call it a, a humanistic, uh, atheistic uh, belief in science as religion. Uh, and so there, there is that. And as how well. do those? How do those? Like, uh, how do those work with the? Like, if you were to explain to me, like I'm a five year old, because intellectually I am sometimes. <laughs> how does that work with a government? Like, what what do they do in relationship with the government? How do they? How do they get along or not get along? What are the? What are the rules like that, that kind of thing? Well, you still come up with an origin, meaning of evil and, and, and destination kind of, kind of motif because in that scenario, uh, objective learning is the only thing that really matters. And evil is when you contradict the current set of, of priesthood of the, of you, maybe they're scientists, maybe they're whoever the elites are, the elite uh, learning uh, people at the top of society who've got the, the greatest degrees and, and the greatest yeah. amount of, of learning. So how do they treat people who don't like learning in that environment? Then? Well, they're the heretics. They're, they're the, yeah. they're but the blasphemers. Do they harm them? Do they kick them out? Or are they just like tolerate them? And they're like, they're like the, the people who had gay, who were the gay couples in 1956 who were just kind of frowned upon, but people avoided them. But well, they didn't burn them at the stake. I, they're probably not going to be burned at the stake, but they might lose their job and they might be excluded from civil society. Okay. They might be excommunicated. So, you know, yeah. the, the people, the rubes might be excommunicated from civil society. The only the only other examples I can think of, like, you know, there's countries in the Caribbean like Anguilla. It's an island that's either got 14,000 people living in a 16 mile island long island or there's 16,000 people living in a 14 mile long island. I can't remember which it is. Very small. <laughs> yeah. They have no army. They have no nut. They have 
they just like they're just like come see come saw everything right. because sure. if if they got invaded like what are they going to do like they just <laughs> <laughs> but it's a country that has like 15,000 people and they're yeah. they're next to St. Martin which is half Dutch and half French but they just kind of exist they don't they have traditions and they have yeah. you know uh, uh beliefs and whatever but but there's but there's not even really i mean there's a government in the sense that they like they declare they have a border and they they run a ferry system and they have streets and stuff like that there's and, and they presumably have religious beliefs to uh, different kinds but but there's like it's it's almost like um it's not quite what's the uh it's not quite anarchy right but it it feels kind of like loosely uh held together let's say <laughs> Uh, there's examples like uh, Grenada might be another example yeah. or Turks and Caicos. I don't know. There's like these island countries that are like so small that uh, I don't think that's scalable, I guess, is my well, point. No. So, like, and, you- and it's also I mean, my theory is and this is just a theory. My theory is, too, it's a lot easier to do that when you're in a place that's a a temperate climate with food around you and not too many neighbors to yeah. annoy you. You're you're not you in always mangoes and bananas no matter what. Right. I mean, so <laughs> if you're in if you're in sub-Saharan Africa, that's a hard place to live. Or if you're in yeah. you know Finland in in 500 A.D. where or yeah. or Denmark, you know. So why did the Vikings come from Denmark and those kinds of places? Well, it was hard to live, and so it produced hard people. Whereas yeah. you know uh, a friend of mine, he was he visited. Um, uh, one of the islands in the in the Central Pacific, and he said he couldn't find a chair. And he asked people, "Well, why is there no chairs? What do you need a chair for? Sit on the ground." <laughs> it was like, "Well, okay, chill, cool. You know, yeah. the ground's warm. There's sand. I get some bananas. I can, I can, you know." So, so there's these these very small locations where there's just like loosely held together things. Yeah. It's not like. It's not – they're not figuring out what rules should apply to reincarnation. That's not, for sure. not terrible <laughs> amounts of oppression because there's not too many people yeah. to oppress them or be oppressed. Right. And, and the, the, the rewards for oppressing people are pretty limited. We have a population of 14,000 <laughs> exactly. or whatever. That, that, exactly. There's not a lot of benefit in putting in the work into oppress people at that That's point. That's probably so utopia. Other than those three things, you got the God King, you got kind of a society like ours, and you got these like very loosely held together things Yeah. Are there where, where there's like no point in harming people and like – I'm sure that people just like leave if they don't fit in or whatever. Are there other examples of government and religion kind of existing in a different marriage, so to speak, than than the ones we've covered so far? I, I think they're I think they're all degrees of those things, more benign and yeah. more uh, and, and more tyrannical, uh, you know, degrees of those things. There's, you know, the, the more commonality exists in any particular group, whether it's cultural or racial or whatever, I think the yeah. more, uh, you know, the, the more people are around you that are like you and that think like yeah. you, the easier it is to get along. I mean, so this is. Yeah. I, I, we've talked about that before. And, and the reason I'm really diving into this, is because I think that there's a perception that there's like, 43 different kinds of ways religion and government could interact. No. And I think there's only like maybe five yeah. That, yeah. that we've seen throughout history. I don't think there's this wide variety of different ways it could work. There's right. either the God King model. There's the, 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 what we call democratic model, which right. is, you know, there's, there's a, a, a unspoken in some cases spoken in others, but there's an established kind of set of norms and rules. Right. And, customs that we all kind of follow and some people aren't and that's fine but we don't we don't crucify them like literally or burn them at the stake right. where other places where there's the god king they will crucify them yeah, and burn them at the absolutely. stake right and there's even even more 
quote unquote democratic ones where there's not there's more like the 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 group of people making decisions, not one singular person where they will burn people at the stake there too. But that's that's kind of it. Like yeah. that's 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 the options. There's not there's not well, let's let's try number twenty seven. Like there is no, no number twenty seven. No, well, there's, no, like, there's like three to five. Yeah, exactly. And and it's and it depends on how um how much I think you get it to be a bureaucratized scenario or whether how much you get it to be a centralized around a person or a set of just a few people. The more bureaucratized it is, the harder it is for them to do damage. Yeah. And I think that that the evil piece that you touched on really is important because when you marry that up with the concept that I am the cause of most of my problems and that is the evil that right. must be fought. Right versus they are the cause of all my most of my problems right. and they are the evil must right. those are very different societies yeah well in the one where where the individual has responsibility for their own and and knowledge and belief in their own personal flaws and weaknesses and they're trying to better themselves that is the safest model of all for society, because if you believe that you're right and everybody else is wrong and therefore anything you need to do to make them right is justified, that's when you have people burning people at the stake. And that's when you have them, you know, doing the things yeah. that happen in, in, you know, in these conflicts in the Middle East. That's the problem. My favorite, my favorite story to uh, uh, illustrate that what you're talking about is the guy who was in uh, Guantanamo, and, and, you know, Islam is the, is the religion of peace is what has been like said for, right. you know, long time now. Right. And, and there was a guy in Guantanamo who was like a terrorist, like a legit, right. like he had, like, he was responsible for the USS Cole bombing or right. something like that. I don't know what it was. And there was an interrogator there that asked him, like, you've done these, like, you've killed, like, harshly, like, hurt and killed, like, lots of people. How can you say that Islam is a religion of peace? And the guy said, well... When everyone's either been enslaved, converted, or killed, there'll be peace. There's peace, yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. So it depends on how you where where you start from. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, all right. So I think we got a a pretty good uh, baseline understanding of like what the options are, and next week we can get into maybe like you know it, when, when Dave is decreed the czar of how religion and and governance shall be intertwined. <laughs> <laughs> what would his utopia look like? Maybe we'll get into that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it goes. But but I, I think it was important to illustrate to Kenny G, the guy who's alive in 2090, yeah. the, the, the path we've been on and why this feels so odd to us that yeah. we grew up in a in a world of seemingly tolerance. Again, there's always going to be people who are out. There's always yeah. going to be people who reject and rebel. And there's going to be different degrees of reactions to that. Right. Okay. We get that. That's human nature. Because uh, they don't want to be controlled any more than we do, right? Exactly. <laughs> they want to live their own lives too. But there was there was a lot of tolerance, and now what we're being told was intolerant. Then is being like the 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 consequences of of supporting that old quote unquote intolerance that you and I are sitting here saying was pretty damn tolerant. Yeah. <laughs> are, the consequences are pretty heavy handed yeah, compared to exactly. what you and I have uh, grew up with. Yeah. And exactly. that is what, what is feeling weird about this Yes, is, is not only that the change in how we treat people, treat the evil right. and treat the people who disagree with us, but what our definition of tolerance is and how much should be allowed. And all exactly. that stuff. that's, that's the part that is hard to, it's hard to wrap our heads around. Honestly, It is. It is for me. Yep. Me too. Yeah. 
All right. Well, hey, like Dave said earlier, um, you know, especially this, this, especially this topic, geez, there's a ton of things we could have got wrong from your perspective. For those of you who are around when we're around in the year 2023 right now, please tell us where, where we're describing what this moment is like incorrectly. And, and especially on a topic like this, there's going to be all yeah, kinds of opinions on, on where Dave and I completely blew this. And that's fine. Uh, that's the point of this is to explain to Kenny G from all of our perspective what this moment is like. What did we miss here? What did we get wrong on this on this uh, options for how religion and governance can be intertwined? And are there things that we missed? We'd love to hear your opinion. You go to unsilentpodcast.com or you can also go to our, our Rumble channel. By the way, um, when you go to the Rumble channel, like do the thing like it's Dave and Brian against the algorithm. Like <laughs> click the like thing, subscribe, do this comment, do this stuff. And, and oh, by the way, you can share this with a friend too. Like yeah. you can tell people we're doing this. We've talked about like if each of us just did one thing to fight the 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 thing we're up against. Well, your one thing this week could be just sharing this podcast mm -hmm. with a friend. So anyhow, go to unsignedpodcast.com or go to that Rumble channel, comment on the video, tell us where we got it right, tell us where we got it wrong. We'd love to hear your opinion. And uh, with that, that's it for this week, and we'll talk to you all next week. Yeah, next week. Do you want to be unsilent? Make your voice heard on our social media channels and share where you think we got it right or wrong. Go to unsilentpodcast.com for social links so you can join the discussion. 